Chaf Mar Cheshvan, Tavshinayin Zayin, coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Shimei Achela Lanero Veli Vesamim 
Avi Medina and Shimi Tavori with a uh, Shabbat medley off of Pirchei uh, Gani Chelek Bet opens things up here on the Israel Show. Welcome, welcome, one and all, to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're starting off a bit later than usual today because of the uh, wonderful programming from Venice, the Jewish Unity uh, Mission. Initiative, Jewish Unity Initiative that Nachum uh, is um, spearheading, pioneering from Venice. So they ran on a little extra. We're going to continue until 10. We have a bit of a truncated show, but we will try and pack a lot into it. Uh, we are usually here each and every Monday, immediately following AM, which usually translates to 9 a.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Israel time. Thank you so much for letting us into your home. We're going to... Um, Share with you some of the news of the week. Lots of stuff going on. Talk about the uh, the issue of the uh, ghost apartments. We'll also um, in Jerusalem or in Israel in general, ghost apartments. Um, and some of the music today, like the song we're about to play, is our little homage to the uh, Jewish Unity Initiative and their uh, broadcasts from Venice, Italy. We're going to play some of the songs which have the word Italy or Venice or both of them in the lyrics. They're not songs about Italy or Venice. They just mention them usually as, you know, sort of like I could be in Venice, but no, I'm in Israel. Um, the first one is from Naomi Shemer. It's Lenu Bachatzer. It's sort of like um, it's a small world after all. All the different people from all different countries, all the kids come to play together. And the first one is Ben Mi Italia Omer Bongiorno. Ben of Italy says, Buongiorno, bat mitzorfat omeret bonjour, ken mi Japan omer ohio, kshuhu balibikur, and so forth. So uh, uh, a uh, classic of Naomi Shemer's. The uh, singing it here is the Gashash HaChiver, or Chim Lakayitz is the official name of the song. Although everybody knows it as it's Lena Bachatzer. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Kenya, Tomar Lijam, Yan, 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 Y
יישאר עד מחר. כאילו מברזיל, יאמר בונדיה, קוקו ממרוקו יאמר אהלן, והברכה שהוא יביא לי היא היפה מכולן. אצל אילן פורח, ילדי כל העולם באים להתארח. אצלנו בחצר, ילדי העולם כולו רוקדים במאגר ואומרים שלום. אצלנו בחצר, ילדי העולם כולו רוקדים במאגר ואומרים שלום. דגה שאשא חיוור, with נעמי שמרס אצלנו בחצר. Mayor Weingarten here at the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. So, um, several months ago, we discussed here on this uh, show the, the issue of uh, double taxation in Israel of apartments that belong to foreigners who've invested in Israel, bought an apartment, but don't live there. They come maybe for the Chagim, maybe for part of the summer, um... They're called in Hebrew, and uh, in English they're called uh, ghost apartments, I believe. And what's at issue is this. In, mainly in the cities of Yerushalayim, Tel Aviv, and Netanya, a little bit also in Haifa, Jews from around the world, not only from the United States, from France, from Great Britain, and so forth, purchase apartments. They purchase these apartments, first of all, I think, because deep down inside, every Jew wants to have something in Israel, a stake, a, a, a place, a yated, if you will. And this feeling has grown over the years. I know that uh, my parents, the minute... Um, the Six-Day War was over, that was their first thought. Let's have something there. And they did. Um, but in addition to everything else, it's a great investment. So combine the two, the Jewish neshama that yearns to be in Eretz Israel or yearns to have something there, some real estate in Eretz Israel. And add to that that it's a good investment. Creates a situation where foreign currency, foreign money is coming in. People are buying up apartments. The problem is, uh, in some of these city centers, that the, the investors, those people who are buying these apartments, are usually rather wealthy because they couldn't afford to have their home in Chutzlaretz and their home in Israel at the same time. And they don't want to rent out their apartment. They don't want to rent it out. They're afraid it's going to get ruined. They're going to get messed up. It's usually beautifully furnished. They don't want the headache. They don't need the money. They don't want the headache. The problem is that you now have areas in these cities that are like ghost towns, little mini ghost towns, ghost neighborhoods, let's call them, where an entire area which was built in the first place with the foreign Jew 
in in mind, meaning larger apartments, more expensive, uh, built uh, at at a level which would command the price that is hard for most Israelis to think about, and so forth. And now these entire these areas are empty, so there's no um, commerce locally. The local makolet or a local cleaning, a local uh, fruit and vegetable store, and so forth. All of that can't exist. Because there's no one there on a regular basis to purchase. But the uh, government in Israel, who is trying to, the government is trying very hard to alleviate the housing crunch that so many Israelis are feeling, it looks bad. The optics are bad. Here are Israelis looking for uh, where to live, for, for apartments, and here you have. Rich Americans, rich British Jews, rich French Jews, holding on to huge apartments and no one's using them. How does that look? I don't think anybody expects these apartments to suddenly be rented by their owners. I know that I have a disagreement with some of our listeners, and one of our listeners particularly wrote in and told me about um, their particular experience. I think on the whole, though, this is not a situation that by double taxing, and that, that was the solution that the government came up with. They gave the, they gave the municipalities the authority to double the real estate tax on the apartment. With the thought being that as a result, the owners will be forced, so to speak, financially to rent it out. And in some cases, as I've As I mentioned, some of our listeners call to my attention. In some cases, maybe that works. I think that in most cases, it doesn't work. The government also claims, and this is such a silly claim, I mean, just silly. By doing this and and forcing the owners, the foreign owners, to rent out their apartments, they'll also help the hotel business. Because now, when the foreigners... The Jews from the um, from Chutzlaretz come to Israel. Now they're going to go stay in a hotel. Come on, not really. It doesn't really work that way, and that's not going to be. It's true. Hotels do suffer. Hotels suffer greatly by the fact that people who would come every year on Sukkot and every year on Pesach and and invite their whole families and take up suites and huge huge numbers of rooms are now saying to themselves, you know, that's silly. Let me buy an apartment, <laughs> right? So if you can say that, I don't know that you're wondering about the, the somewhat of extra rent or are you that worried about paying a double tax? Okay, that's the, that's, uh, the background what, that we spoke about. Here is now the result. This plan has been going on for a while now. The government through the municipalities, estimate that there are 43,000 empty, empty apartments in Israel. 43,000, that's what they estimate. Mainly Yerushalayim, Tel Aviv, Haifa, Netanya. Now that they've double taxed, right? They used the water bill, we discussed this as well, not the electricity bill, not the gas, the water bill was used to estimate whether the apartment is empty or not, and they double taxed real estate tax, those uh, apartment owners. How many of the 43,000 do you think they got? 3,000. 
In Yerushalayim, 1,400 apartments. That's a lot of money for the municipality. They claim it's 10 million shekel extra that they build, they collected 4 million shekel extra, that they build 10 million shekel extra. How could it be? How could it be that after all this talk and all this thing and the Knesset passing that uh, 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 okay for the municipalities, giving them the permission and the right to, to do that, how could it be that now they only found 3,000 apartments? Quite frankly, I think it's an embarrassment to the municipalities. Oh, so now they're coming back to the Knesset and saying, the water bill is not a good way for us to really measure whether someone's in the apartment or not. We need to also be able to see the electricity and the gas. Well, I can get the gas, but the electricity? People will put a Shabbos clock on all their lights. I mean, and on other things. They'll... The electricity, I don't know, which is worse, the electricity bill or the double Arnona. Maybe it's cheaper to pay the double Arnona. I, I don't know. But it, I think that water would be probably the easiest thing to tell. No one's going to leave on water running. There's no Shabbos clock for water. And with all the ingenious schemes in the world, maybe there's just not as many as they ex- expect there to be. I don't know how they came to the original number of... Um, of 43,000. Now, having said that, what's interesting is, and if you look in the Jewish newspapers, um, here in the United States for sure, you often will see advertisements for very beautiful uh, apartments that are being built in Yerushalayim for Americans to invest their how, how do you know they're built for Americans to invest? First of all, they're very large apartments, larger than the typical Israeli apartment. They're built at, at, a, at a standard and at a price which are much higher than your average Israeli's ability. The average size is about 130 meters, square meters. Most Israeli apartments, basic apartments, are 95 square meters according to the, to the statistics. So, here's the thing. The city of Yerushalayim, at the same time as they are taxing, double taxing, the so-called foreign ghost apartment owners, they're approving in their zoning uh, commissions, committees, they're approving the building of these big projects in the center of the city, that are specifically aimed at attracting the foreign investors. So you got to decide what what do you want? You have to do you want the foreign investors money, which I understand that they want. They should want the foreign investors money. I get that. Do you want their money and and therefore approve building these big apartment complexes specifically for foreigners or or do you want to approve building in that same space that you're going to build apartments you know for for foreigners approve cheaper smaller apartments for israelis so there is somewhat some some level of hypocrisy going on you got to decide i i say to the city of yushalam you have to decide what you want because you can't go on one hand approving building of that attracts the foreign investor and then at the same time saying Oh, they're terrible because they don't want to rent it out and we're going to double tax them. My two cents.
My name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Here's something from Poogie. Haolam Sameach. This is a great song and a beautiful word. So in here we have, um, talking about the newspapers, Eitzim Shekartu Tambalaila, it says, trees that were cut down in the middle of the night, all of this is tongue-in-cheek. Machar Tomorrow they're going to make paper out of it. Ve'alav, what are they going to print on the paper? The news. Mihumot bedrom Italia, about riots in southern Italy, uvisfarad, rakevet nifrida, and so forth and so on. Itonim baboka ba'erav uvatsahurayim. Newspapers all the time. And so the mention of Italy, and that was, uh, this is another song that we're playing as an homage to the Jewish Unity Initiative that is headed up by Nachum Siegel. They are in Italy right now, although not in southern Italy. That's okay, though. The word Italy is mentioned in here. We'll remind you, by the way, that um, if you're listening to us live, you can go back and listen to the today's JMDAM, which was dedicated to uh, to Venice and the 500th anniversary of the first Jewish ghetto, which was there. Fascinating stuff. Interviews with uh, people that run the uh, historic museum there and so forth. It's really interesting. And tomorrow there will be another show, which will be from Venice. And uh, there was a amazingly lively Milava Malka, Milave Malka on Saturday night where, uh, as always, the Jewish Unity Initiative brought musicians to the local uh, community, and they had a great performance. Uh, a great time was had by all. It was very exciting and very lively, and you can watch it on NachumSiegel.com. You can listen back to the show of today and listen tomorrow, of course, NachumSiegel.com and on the app as well. The video of today, which includes a tour of uh, just... I, I'm halishing, halishing, so to speak. I, I can't wait to see it. Um, a tour of the his, historic Jewish museum of the ghetto of Venice. So you'll be able to see all the things that Nachum was describing earlier. Um, that is uh, not yet posted, but it's on its way to being posted. It has a long way to travel. It has to go all the way up to outer space and come back. <laughs> no, it's a very heavy file. Three hours of video. Uh, so uh, we call your attention to that. So keep uh, keep an eye on it, and I think you will uh, find it very, very enjoyable. And here we go. Ha'olam Sameach. This is from Pugi. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Don't 
with Haolam Sameach here on the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Thanks for tuning us in and making us a part of your week. Breaking news out of Israel. This is gonna... This is an important piece. This is important news not only because of this particular story but also because of the trend that it is part of. So months and months ago the uh, Israel Defense Forces, Tzahal, announced the appointment of the new chief chaplain, Harav Harashi Hatzvai. Harav Hatzvai Harashi. And the appointment was to go to uh, Harav Eyal Karim. Or Krim, I think it's pronounced Karim. And uh, when it was announced, Meretz, the left-wing uh, representative in the Israeli Knesset, and others on the left, dug up several quotes of his that were found to be very objectionable by many in Israel. Won't go into the details. Rabbi Krim was uh, asked about it. He said that these were comments that he made in Shiurim that he was giving on halachic issues, and they were halachic quotes, not necessarily psak and so forth, And he wasn't commenting necessarily on what's going on today. He was invited to come to the uh, meet with the chief of staff, Gary Eisenkot, and was asked questions. They had a long meeting, came out of the meeting. The Ramatkal, chief of staff, Eisenkot, said, that's fine. I stand by my appointment. And uh, they started the handover, handoff from the current uh, chief Chaplain, Chief Rabbi of Tzahal, to um, to Rabbi Krim. The current Chief Rabbi, by the way, is Rafi Peretz, well accepted, well known, well liked. Different than Rav Krim. I'm not saying one is better than the other, just different. Rav Krim, by the way, has a, um, if I'm not mistaken, has a long history in the army as well, in uh, in fighting units and so forth. It's not like he's coming to this out of nowhere. Well, Meretz went to Bagatz, the Israeli High Court of Justice, that's what it's called. And unfortunately, the High Court of Justice in Israel considers itself above 
the elected Knesset and government, they, they constantly are intervening in issues that are political in nature, but can also be considered judicial. And so for the last decades, the Israeli court has been an activist court, just like the Supreme Court in America, has been an activist court trying to overturn legislation in Israel and so forth. Well, I don't know how the court gets into this, but the Supreme Court, at the behest of merits, looked into this and in the meantime has put a freeze on the appointment for the new chief chief uh, rabbi of the RDF, uh, Rav Krim, until they speak to him and look into it further and so forth. I don't know enough about him. I've heard great things about him. I've read the quotes. I heard his answers. I can't tell you. I, I, I think he sounds like a wonderful person. And if, if the chief of staff, who is not uh, a sycophant of the religious uh, Zionist movement, um, if he says it's okay, I think that should be okay. But um, the high court, yet again, involves itself in stuff that would seemingly not be within its jurisdiction. And we'll follow that for you and let you know where that where that goes. Um, here's another. Uh, I mean, we know about this. We know that the college campuses in the United States have become bastions of anti-Semitism. Radical, radical BDS movement that aggressively, violently puts down free speech whenever it comes to Israel. That's that's just the those are the facts. The facts are that if someone from Israel comes to speak, he's shouted down. There's pushing and shoving. They close down the lecture because it's not safe. You know all that. How that works. That Jewish students who are pro-Israel are threatened and bullied and terrorized. That they feel that they're they're going to fail. certain classes if they don't toe the line. This is like dictatorship uh, 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 like in the old Soviet Union. And unfortunately, as much as Jewish organizations are trying, we're we're not doing the job. It's getting worse. It's spreading like, it's already spread like a cancer. It continues. You know, I think what we need, uh, and and I'm just a lone voice, but I think what we need is a nefesh benefesh type organization. The way nefesh benefesh came in to the Aliyah situation in the United States revolutionized it, and and dramatically changed the entire, uh, uh, build the entire structure, made it so much more user-friendly, more exciting, more palatable, socially also, as well as economically. We need that kind of organization. Not an organization, I'm sorry, a private initiative. That's what we need. Just like we have Nefesh Benefesh, just like we have Birthright. 
These are private initiatives that eventually the government hooked up to, but it started out for a long time as private initiatives. We need somebody with a lot of money and a lot of smarts to, to address this issue. And the latest is this last week, Carolyn Glick, I think everybody in our audience knows who she is, wonderful journalist, yes, a right-wing journalist, no problem in saying that. She's entitled to her opinion. She's written many books. She's well-researched. She's well-spoken. She's originally from America. She speaks English beautifully. She was invited to speak at the University of Texas at Austin. And her speech was canceled a few days before. You know by who? Not by the BDS Arab Muslim organization. By the Jewish organization. By Texans for Israel, quote-unquote. By the local Hillel. By J Street, that has now a presence there through this Texans for Israel. You know, they got a congratulatory note from SJP, Students for Justice in Palestine, which is nothing more than an anti-Semitic organization that does everything possible to vilify Israel and Jews. They got a congratulatory message saying, you see that? We're great. We, don't, we have somebody, we have the Jews doing the work for us. The Jews shut down Caroline Glick. We don't have to do anything. So the Jewish left is now shutting down Israeli right-wing speakers, Israeli Israelis, who don't believe that Israel should go away, who believe Israel should continue to exist. That's where we're at. It's, uh, it's pretty sad. That's all I can say. No, it's not pretty sad. It's actually very sad. But we're going to have to deal with it, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have to deal with it in a very, very um, serious way. Because if we don't, this cancer will continue. And we will find ourselves in a really, really bad place. We're already finding ourselves in a really bad place. Okay, let's go to another uh, song which speaks of Italy and Venice in this particular song. It's a great song. I, I'm not familiar with it from before, but when I started doing some research, I found it. The artist is uh, Uri Mizrahi. It's called Mitayel Avad. I, I travel alone, travels to different places, and um, talks about uh, how he really wants to be in Israel. And the refrain is, Anikamo et shatul. I'm like a planted tree that's planted in the ground. It's from Tehillim Eich Shatul Alpagim. I'm Shor Shai Nachim Ben Zichron Yosef Lishchunat Hapachim. I'm sorry, I got the wrong... Um, no, no, I got the wrong one. Hold on, this one is... Oh, I really wanted to play that song. Here it is. Ben Zichron... Okay, so uh, here we go. Let me just get this for you. The name of the song is Ben Zichron Yosef Leshunat HaPachim. It was written and composed by uh, Yossi Banai. It is sung by Gavri Banai, one of the Gash Hashim. And it talks about how wherever he travels, all kinds of nice things, but at the end of the day, he wants to be in Israel. And the reference to Italy is at the end. Taftichuli New York, 
visa in Darkon, even if you promise me New York, a visa in my passport, or at Italia, in Venezia, Barcelona, even if you offer me Italy and Venice in my living room, I still am from Zichron Yosef and Shunat HaPachim. So here is Gavri Banai with that the beautiful song. My name, and that's our homage again to the uh, Jewish Unity Initiative and Nachum Siegel in Venice. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Gamim titnuli et America chinam et hodu ve Schweiz kolel et Amsterdam takimuli. Shalom. Tafti Khulinu York in Visa 
Gavri Banai, with that song. It's a love song to Israel, what can you say? And it was written by his uh, uncle, I believe, Yossi Banai. My name is Mayor Weingarten, you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Um, we're going to note the death of two um, great Jews, each one in their own way. Um, ben Sion Schenker, the great composer, a pioneer in Jewish music. We don't have time now. We have a sort of a truncated show today, but we will in the coming weeks just give you a little bit about Vincent Schenker. It's not the uh, immediate purview of the Israel show, but still, uh, he was uh, a family friend of ours, and um, I would like to pay tribute to uh, to him and what he did for Jewish music, which is awesome and amazing, and songs that, um, I always say, they're so- songs that you hear, that you know, and you think have been around for forever, were composed by either Ben Sienchenker, Baruch Ched, or Shlomo Kalbach, or A.B. Rottenberg. That's the way, well, now we can also say Agnesi Green. But really, Kalbach, Schenker, and uh, and Ched, all the early stuff going back in time, uh, you hear something, it's one. It's usually, <laughs> it's usually one of them. Uh, also, over this weekend, Ruth Gruber, that's a name that's probably not as well known to, uh, to our listeners. Ruth Gruber passed away at the age of 105. She was a photojournalist. And um, during uh, the aftermath of, um, of the Shoah, she went, at the behest of uh, some of the government uh, of the United States, some members of the government of the United States, she went to Israel with her camera, with her pen. Unlike President Obama, she didn't have a phone and a pen. She had a camera and a pen. In those days, it's not like today. Not everybody had a camera, and not, not many people knew how to, how to use it properly. And she brought back to the world pictures of what the British mandate, the British government, was doing to the Jews, the She'erit HaPleita, those left from the Holocaust who were coming who were barely alive, who now all they wanted was to come to Eretz Israel, and the British, in their cruelty, it has to be said, in their absolute cruelty, would not let them come even close. They would send their fighter ships up against these little rickety boats that the Jews were on. The most famous, the Exodus, of course. Ruth Gruber was the first photojournalist, the first journalist actually to board the Exodus in 1947 and captured on film what would become, she captured many photos. One of the iconic photos was uh, Jewish passengers, Holocaust survivors who raised a British flag which they spray painted over the Union Jack. They spray painted a swastika and they raised that on the boat. That's history. She, she had commented, that flag is history, and so I shot rolls of film. So um, we are going to look at the lives of both those uh, great people. Each one is great in their own way, and we're going to share it with you in the coming weeks here at The Israel Show. 
Uh, reminding you, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show, we will post a little bit, in a little bit, in just a bit, we're going to post all links to the YouTube videos of all the songs that we play today, as we do each and every week, and go there and see them, and uh, links to stories that uh, we uh, highlighted or that we know about. And uh, every once in a while, when there's something that we think you're not going to see elsewhere or that we're going to be the first to show to you, uh, we'll post it on our Facebook page. We're thankful for all the likes. They're important for us, so keep them coming. Um, and um, engage. Engage with it. The more you engage with the page by liking, by commenting, whatever, the, uh, the, the more Facebook um, attends to it and keeps it, uh, keeps it in, in the right place. Uh, we're going to end off with Bat Ella Birnbaum and Hallelujah, but not before we say thank you so much. Hallelujah. Thank you. For listening, thanks for your Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network. And my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Don't forget to get the app, the Nachum Siegel Network app. It's a must. It's a must for every smartphone and tablet user. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, encore presentations of Eternal Flame with Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson, followed by headlines with David Lichtenstein, and then the great Monday Music Marathon. I remind you, if you're listening today on Monday, if you're listening live, to um, stay tuned to Jamie the AM tomorrow for more programming from the Jewish Unity Initiative in Venice, Italy, and on the NachumSiegel.com website, plus the NachumSiegel Network app, Take a look at the video of that's it's being posted now. Uh, the Malava Malka is already up, and the rest of the video from this morning's show is, is being posted now. Great tour of the museum and other things in Venice. You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned for that. Until next time we meet, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 